Welcome to the Bariatric Podcast, the weight loss surgery podcast coming to you from Central Texas. I'm your host, Chip Reynolds, and today is February 25th, 2017. This is episode 12 of the Bariatric Podcast. Thank you for listening. In this episode, I'll be talking about my experience with plastic surgery. If you have any questions or comments for the show, please like us on Facebook. We can be found at facebook.com slash bariatricpodcast, or you can email the show at bariatricpodcast at gmail.com. To start the show, here is my progress report. I'm 46 years old. My heaviest weight was 356 pounds. My surgery weight was 320 pounds. My current weight is 169 pounds, and my goal weight was 170 pounds. I had a gastric bypass on December 7th, 2015, so I'm now about 14 months post-op. Let's get started. So after losing so much weight, I was left with a lot of excess loose skin in my arms, chest, belly, backside, and legs. For the most part, compression shirts and shorts have done a good job keeping the jiggly bits a lot less jiggly, but it sure wasn't very nice to look at. In particular, my belly had an overlap of flesh that just hung there. The flap of flesh was so large I could have been able to hide my iPhone underneath it. I also had a lot of unattached skin just below my rib cage, just hanging off and around the navel. So in November, I was referred to the plastic surgery department at the hospital. At the time, I wasn't sure if I would be a good candidate, but the initial communication with the surgeon left me hopeful. I scheduled an appointment to meet with him at the end of November. When I met with the surgeon, he examined me and we talked about options. He said that I was a prime candidate for the fleur-de-lis abdominoplasty or tummy tuck. Normally, a surgeon will remove a large horizontal oval of flesh below and above the waistline, pull the edges together, and seal them up. In the case of a fleur-de-lis procedure, an additional vertical oval is removed between the waistline and the center of the belly up to the bottom of the ribcage. He told me he would cut around the belly button and leave it in place and just seal up the edges around it. We didn't discuss any of the options for the other problem areas that I had, but I was happy with the idea of getting rid of the belly flesh. We talked a bit about the recovery process and exactly how this would affect my body. He told me to plan to take about two weeks off from work and that I'd be on limited activity for for those two weeks. He would further restrict me from lifting anything over 10 pounds and that I would not be allowed to work out or go running for at least six weeks. I promised him at that point that I could obey those orders after having learned from the bypass that a major key in recovery is listening to what the doctor says and doing as you're told. I left that day with a scheduled surgery date of January 3rd, 2017. I spent the next few weeks excited about the procedure getting done and seeing how things would turn out. I spent a lot of time on the internet looking at before and after photos of folks that had the same procedure and marveling at how much of a difference it would make for me. All I wanted to do was hit a fast forward button to take me to the end of recovery. Before my surgical processing date and the actual surgery, I ran one last race the half marathon event of the Texas Marathon. I weighed 176 pounds the day before the race and was down to 170 the day before surgery because I was still a little dehydrated from the race. I counted 176 as my pre-surgery weight though. 
I was told by someone that had worked with the same surgeon a few weeks earlier that he wouldn't likely tell me how much the, skin, the removed skin weighed because he didn't want the patients to focus on numbers, but instead focus on the results. The morning of the surgery, I got a ride to the hospital from a friend and spent a little bit of time in the waiting area. Once I was called back, it was pretty quick going. I got into the hospital gown and socks and packed my stuff away for later, and I made sure that I brought comfortable clothes to wear home. I, specifically, I wore a hoodie and sweatpants with shoes that were easy to get on and off. I met with several folks prior to the surgery to go over what would happen and talk about the specific things like anesthesia and meds. When the surgeon came in, he reviewed the procedure with me and he used a marker to draw lines on my abdomen to show me where he would be making his initial cuts. And I would be able to get a, a real view of how much he planned to, re, to remove at the start of the surgery. A short time later, I was wheeled back into the operating room and I barely remember that ride because just before we moved, they gave me some prep meds to relax me in and they worked. So obviously I wasn't awake during the procedure, but the surgeon went over all of what he was going to do for me in advance. In this procedure, he told me he would make the initial incisions and then pull all of the skin away from the underlying tissue. He told me he would make the initial cuts to remove a large part of the skin, pull everything together and temporarily close it up. Then he was going to adjust the table so that I was lying uh, with my legs and my head raised, making a gentle V out of my body. So we'd be able to go back in and take a little more off the edges to make the skin across my belly as tight as possible. One thing I didn't have done in my procedure that is more common with ladies is that the underlying muscle tissues can be stretched and separated during childbirth. So in addition to tightening the skin, the surgeon will go in and use suture line to connect the abdominal muscles and then pull the sutures tight like laces on a corset to force the muscles back together. Now, Having this done can increase the recovery time, often doubling the amount of time that I had to spend in recovery uh, before you release back to your normal life. But like I said, I didn't have to have this done so much, so for me it was just a matter of having the, the skin removed and everything reattached. So once he was happy with how much he had removed and, and, and you know, where he had made the, the final closures, he began suturing the skin back to the underlying tissue. He told me later that he used more than three feet of sutures and it took several hours to reattach all that remaining skin to the body. He then closed me up with surgical glue and tape with no sutures or stitches on the exterior of my belly. He also placed JP drainage ports and lines in me. There was one on each hip just below the incisions. Both lines ran parallel to each other across my abdomen under the skin with one a bit higher and one a bit lower. The lines under the skin are perforated all along the line and where they come out of the body, they're attached to soft plastic balls that were depressed to create suction along the line. They also had little caps in them so that I could empty the, the bulbs with all, with, from all the fluid that was building up inside them you know, periodically throughout the day. And that's the purpose of these ports, is to prevent the fluid from building up between the skin and the body and just sucking it out. The fluid buildup can actually cause complications and the body could react poorly to it by attempting to encase the fluids which leads to hard rinds building up under the skin that, can be re that have to be removed by opening you back up and scraping them out. I went into the operating room right around noon and woke up about 6 p.m. I was tired but not really sore just yet. At the end of the surgery, they wrapped me in a wide compression belt with some dressings placed over the seams. They brought me a little bit of food and juice and I was released and ready to go back, uh, go back home around 9 p.m. I was given a large bag of supplies that included a box of latex gloves, a whole bunch of bandages, dressings, tape, and all my meds. Which primarily, they gave me a bunch of Percocet for the pain. My instructions included no bathing, 
and to leave the belt on until I came back for my follow-up two days later. When I went in for the follow-up, I got to see my belly for the first time since the surgery. It was completely new to me to see a flat stomach once the belt and bandages were removed. I could even see a hint of the muscles underneath. The seams were covered with glue and tape and the incisions were dark lines underneath. The surgeon told me to keep my navel covered with a bandage and gave me a tube of bacitracin to use on it. He was also worried about the blood flow to some areas of my skin, particularly the area around the upside down T intersection where the horizontal and vertical, vertical seams met. He said the blood flow wasn't very good there, it would heal a bit more slowly and the scar would be slightly larger there because the skin would break down a bit until completely healed. For me, I wasn't too concerned because I wasn't a go shirtless kind of guy before the surgery and wasn't planning on changing that. Also, the horizontal scar is below my belt line, so it would normally be covered, even in something like swimming trunks. He told me that I would be wearing the belt and keep the drain tubes in for a while, but that I could start showering normally, with the exception of not scrubbing at the seams. He also told me to fold up some old t-shirts and use them as padding between the compression belt and the seams. Other than the belly button, he told me I didn't need to use gauze or padding underneath the belt uh, on any particular part of the body other than the t-shirts. We also set up a follow-up follow appointment for the following week. Before the surgery, it was suggested that I sleep in a recliner or something similar. I still had the wedge pillow I used for my bypass, and I picked up a second wedge pillow for my, to use for my legs for the recovery from this surgery. I slept on my back with those two pillows, raising my upper and lower body for about three weeks. I was off the pain medication after about three days, and I wasn't too sore. I was very careful about moving around, especially after I'd been sitting for a little while, but I followed my instructions and didn't lift anything heavier than 10 pounds and I didn't drive until I was off the pain meds for more than 24 hours and felt confident that I could handle a vehicle. At the follow-up appointment at about 10 days after the surgery, the surgeon removed the surgical tape from the seams. It was already starting to peel along the, a little bit along the edges. He also snipped any sutures that he had tied off on the exterior of my skin. When all was said and done, a small drop of blood formed at the inter, right at the intersection of the seams and the surgeon was very happy to see that. He said it was proved that the blood flow was good in the area that we were concerned about, and he predicted that I wouldn't likely have any trouble there. He told me that I should continue to wear the belt for a bit longer, but that I could take it off for short periods throughout the day, provided I was still bent or hunched over in position so as not to pull on the seams. I generally walked hunched over for about three weeks just because I couldn't, you know, just wasn't comfortable enough to stand up straight. We set one more appointment for about two weeks after the surgery, and at that appointment he, re he removed those JP lines. I was a little worried about that hurting a little, but they came out smoothly and I only felt pressure at the insertion points as the lines came out. He was happy with my recovery and told me that unless I had some complications, he didn't need me to follow up with them anymore, and he told me that I'd be clear to go ahead and begin exercising again at six weeks. He gave me a text-only number and told me I'd contact him anytime. At about three and a half weeks, I messaged him to ask if I could stop wearing the belt soon, and he messaged back that I was good to go. This is when I made my annual trip to San Antonio for a gaming convention, and I got to spend the entire weekend walking around without the belt. I'd been wearing compression shirts over the belt, and I continued to wear them afterwards, but that was more of a, a personal choice or preference than it was for a need. At six weeks, I contacted the surgeon again, and I just double-checked that I was clear to return working out. And he gave me the clearance and I was ready to start running again. Today I'm a little over seven weeks out. My surgical seams are still dark lines across my abdomen with a little loop around the navel, which now looks more like an Audi than an innie, which it was before. 
I'm extremely satisfied to happy with how the surgery turned out. I took pictures, but never posted them, of the excess skin prior to the surgery, and the difference is incredible. It is so amazing to look down and see a flat belly. When I lie in bed, I will often just place my hand on my belly and just marvel at the difference now. I feel incredibly lucky to have had the opportunity to change my life with a gastric bypass, and that is even better now that I've had the great fortune of having this procedure done too. I've now reached the point where I wish that I could have used the fast forward button to get to, and I'm back to living my life the way that I want to, and not the way that my body dictated pre as I lived previously. And that feeling is liberating. I ran a 5K race this morning, and despite the training layoff, I completed it in 27 minutes flat, which isn't very far off from my times in the fall. I have a half marathon coming up next weekend and the Texas Independence Relay coming up at the end of March. I've promised myself I'm going to branch out my workouts in 2017 and start doing more than just running. And now is the time for me to fulfill that promise. To end the show, I'd like to say some thank yous. First, I'd like to thank you all for listening. I truly appreciate you joining me on this journey and your continued support. It's humbling to hear from folks about how I may have inspired them or helped them by sharing it at all. I'd like to thank the folks at the Carl R. Darnell Army Medical Center. My short stay in the hospital for the plastic surgery went great. Everyone I've met in the plastic surgery se section has continued the tradition of great care that I've seen from every other area of the hospital. Thank you to the Fort Hood Team Red, White, and Blue members that have continued to support and encourage me on my journey. Team RWB is a first-class organization based upon people that will treat you like family. I highly encourage you to seek out a local chapter wherever you are and see what difference they can make in your life. Finally, thank you to the Fort Hood Losers Bench Facebook page. It's a fun community where people can get together, even if they aren't at Fort Hood anymore, to support each other by answering questions, sharing recipes, and doing local exercise meetups. 5K season has started and the group is looking forward to getting together for some friendly competition and camaraderie. Search for the group on Facebook and request to join to learn more. If you have questions or comments for the show, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bariatricpodcast or email us at bariatricpodcast at gmail.com. In future episodes, we'll do our best to answer your questions and cover your concerns. Thank you again for listening.